Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today, I am honored beyond belief to finally get a co-host, or I should say two co-hosts, onto this show that I've been trying to get on for a while. I found these two gentlemen and their amazing products, and I'll just call them healthy products. We'll get into that as well. Thanks to Vinny Tortorich, who's been on this show multiple times. Uh, these gentlemen reside in Italy, and so I'm already starting to give you a little tease if you're a regular listener here. I do shots of uh, a very powerful liquid that they sell, and uh, you know, I'll just tell you guys, these guys, to me, epitomize what health and wellness and where our food came from, and they're basically in a powerful country that is a lot cleaner and healthier than we are today. Obviously, like I said, Italy versus the USA. I love our country, but as a kid who grew up on a farm, it's not the way it used to be. So without further ado, I want to welcome to the show these gentlemen who are the power behind VillaCapelli.com and the Villa Capelli Olive Oil Company, Steve Crutchfield and Paul Capelli. Hello. Buongiorno. Uh, devo parlare in inglese o posso parlare in italiano? I'm, I'm kidding. I speak English perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you, you got me beat right there. I was like, uh, I don't know what's going to go on here because I can't understand a word he's saying. I wish I did. And uh, I will have to learn some of that, though, because I plan on yes. coming to your country. Yes, you should. Well, you have to come visit us. I mean, you uh, you consume enough of our fuel. You mean everything that's sitting back behind me? <laughs> you like that? A little product placement? Plate? Hold on. Wait a minute. As my Instagram has always said, uh, I'm a podcaster. And as Vinny, as Vinny educated me on, I really enjoy, enjoy doing shots of this. So I should probably lubricate the vocals. <laughs> yes. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, oh. oh, my God. We should have done a chant like the, yeah. like the frat boys. Chug, 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 chug. I, you know, I did go to the university. I used to chug things uh, uh, <laughs> less healthy. Yeah. <laughs> For our listeners, guys, we are we obviously have the YouTube feed, and I'm literally taking a straight shot. That was probably actually a double shot. Oh, the peppery finish is amazing uh, of their olive oil. So, uh, yes, you can drink olive oil straight. I choose to. Uh, maybe people think I'm crazy. My own fiance looks at me like I'm. I got two heads. Um, but it's a dose of healthy fats, people. So, yes, yes. absolutely. Some of the healthiest stuff that you can burn, right? As Vinny has educated us, and as I've tried to educate people as well, yes. It's like, okay, do you want the short burn off of sugar that messes with your hormones and everything else? Or right. do you want something clean, natural, that is derived from you know, vegetables, ergo olives? So mm -hmm. ergo, healthy fats like olive oil. Yeah. But now I am going to correct you right away yes. for one second. It's not a vegetable, is it? No. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you, got to, you picked up on that. So please clarify for our listeners as the experts in olive oil what well, we're talking uh, about well first of all uh most experts would tell you that vegetable oils are really not that good for you hmm. uh so you should sort of stay away from them and olives uh olive is a fruit so it's really a fruit juice that you're drinking uh you know it is an oil obviously because it's unctuous as they as my mother would say um but yeah, it's, it's a fruit. Uh, and what a lot of people don't realize, and we, we didn't realize it either when we first started uh, producing our own extra virgin olive oil, is that uh, what's also in that uh, luxurious liquid that you just imbibed uh, are the pits. 
you know, the pits get crushed into the olive oil as well. Really? Yes. Yeah. You just yeah. taught me something. Okay. Yeah. I am not a very educated consumer. I thought I was. Uh, you guys no, mo- actually mo- grind mo- the pits mo- up. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, it's uh, the the mill uses, uh, the one that we, the mill that we use uses uh, three, I don't know, they, they've got to be like 10 ton uh, yeah. uh, granite wheels to crush the olives. And, you know, who the hell has time to pit? It's like it's like making cherry juice and you got to pit the, you know, the cherries, like forget it. Right. Uh, so everything is crushed in there. And a, a lot of the good nutrients are in the pit, which I guess in one way or another, you could also call almost a nut, right? Yeah, I guess probably. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's a stone fruit, I believe. Yeah. 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 Well, that's interesting because a lot, I'm always educating people, for example, about the, the healthy attributes of obviously avocados, right? They become explosive yeah, exactly. here as far, thanks to marketing here in the US. And yeah. it, it, that is also technically a fruit. A lot of people exactly. don't realize yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And actually, a lot of people say you can do things with those nuts too, like the seeds. But I really do not have the time to even figure that out. <laughs> no, no. The only, the only thing we've ever done with avocado seeds is uh, grow avocado trees. You know that whole. Remember that little thing? It was sort of like a high school experiment. Hmm. You put toothpicks in the in the pit, and you sit the butt end of the seed into a glass of water, so the butt is sitting in water. The toothpicks hold it up, and. Uh, Within a week or so, the seed opens up and a little green thing starts growing out of it, sort of like Jack and the Beanstalk. Really? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's cool. Uh, well, we had one tree that we lasted for about seven years. Yeah. Until a big ice, uh, well, not ice, but freezing cold weather here. This winter was our coldest weather in Italian recorded history, our coldest winter. And this was, uh, now granted, I'm a huge skier. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm glad I heard that, <laughs> but I know obviously because I'm also a happy consumer of your products, I don't want to hear that. So I have to, I guess, uh, lie, lie in two uh, forms of feedback on that. Yay for snow, but bad for the olives and the avocados, clearly. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it, 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 it didn't, yeah, it didn't really mess with the olive trees. It messed up our, uh, all our uh, citrus trees, our lemons especially. But, you know, the, the, the irony of... Uh, having the, the coldest winter in recorded history in the south here in Puglia is that here we had over a foot of snow. So here we had snow. Up north, they had mountains. Yes. If we could bring the two of them together, you know, and in the mountains, they had no snow. Oh, my God. I would love it if that um, – because, I mean, again, to our listeners, guys, like their villa is no joke. And, and you are in the area, uh, the southern tip of Italy in the area called Puglia. Am I pronouncing that correctly? You yes. are pronouncing it correctly. I've been yes, working on this. <laughs> yes, some people. Uh, it's also sometimes written as Apulia, A P U L I A, but the you know the the formal name is Puglia, P U G L I A. Yes, so it's pronounced Puglia as in million, hmm. not Puglia. Okay. Oh no, I I sent it to somebody one time. And they're like, oh Puglia, idiot. I'm like, no. I was no, like, Puglia. I was like, it's no. Puglia. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like this is coming from a guy with an Irish bloodline. <laughs> yeah. We like to tell people it's the heel of the boot. That's the easiest way also to remember. Well, but you know, speaking of Irish bloodline, just to uh, sort of get off the topic one second, uh, the uh, the southern part of Italy, uh, especially Puglia and Sicily, uh, we have uh, an inordinate amount of redheads and blondes and blue eyes, hmm. uh, more so than the north has. So people think it's the reverse, uh, but it's because the Norman invasions, you know, uh, at the beginning of the Middle Ages, we just lost sound. 
No, I'm still here. I hear you fine. You guys hear me okay? You guys sound great. So I still hear you. I'll stop screen sharing here and see if these guys can actually hear me. I'll send a little chat over to them. Maybe it's the internet feed. I was still hearing you fine. Again, to our YouTube feeders and podcasts. I mean, these guys, I'm literally, these guys are, I think it's six. I think it's six hours ahead of us. So now Steve is still dialed in or else I wouldn't see your name on here. Um, now your audio dropped away. So I don't know what's going on on their end. Now, I actually did get an email for you guys. I'm going to go ahead and backfill because it's my show. So uh, actually, real quick, guys, since I'm talking, uh, I'm going to grab a Heather Tin. This is three liters of olive oil. So again, for our YouTube watchers, uh, this is the best way to get it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw them a plug. I literally, for our listeners, guys, use my code FUEL, F-U-E-L, and you save 10%. So, And if you guys are followers of Vinny, Vinny's got his own co- uh, code for his show, Vinny Capel, uh, I'm sorry, Vinny Twitterich, and uh, his code is Vinny with an I-E, so V-I-N-N-I-E. Either way, FUEL, Vinny, doesn't matter. We want you guys to get healthy and want you guys to save money. And this is, I know some people love other countries' olive oil, but this is legit, guys. Like, this is amazing. The peppery finish is phenomenal. You guys back on yet? Can you hear us? Yeah, there we go. No. Oh, okay. oh, oh yeah. sorry. sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. I, I started giving you guys a, a plug and a commercial. <laughs> I, I, I grabbed the uh, the three liter tin and thought I'd show it off for the video feed since it was so far away in the backdrop. Still hear me all right? Where are you guys going? See, this is why I wanted video because I want to see what's happening over there. Anyway, to our listeners, guys, as I was hinting, these guys are about, I think they're six hours ahead of us. As you already heard earlier in the show, they're in the boot of Poya, Italy. So I'm here in Allentown, Pennsylvania, one hour north of Philadelphia in the East Coast. So this is East Coast talking, I guess it would be into the future since they're ahead of us. Um, but actually, and for our YouTube watchers, I'm going to go ahead and reshare. I was showing photos of their villa. So when you go to villacapelli.com, and actually, I went ahead. It looks like it clicks over to a separate website. So villacapelli.com is obviously their olive oil, their products, and their salts and everything else. And then when you click on stay at the villa, it looks like it takes you over to a separate site. And it's like vcvillarental.com. Whatever. I would just use villacapelli.com because you're going to find everything on there anyway. But the cool thing is you literally get to see... Um, how massive this villa is they got pool and they've got like obviously living areas because they want people to stay there and i've seen stuff online i'm going to stop sharing in case these guys are messaging me again and um you were there and then you were back you were gone so again guys i promise you i never edit these shows i want to keep things real sometimes technical issues happen so i don't know what's happening over there they're still connected your Still showing connected. So anyway, oh, I, I hear sounds again. Are we here? You guys back? I think so. Are we back? Do you think it's the internet connection? No, no. it's something no. on. Okay, so you're still getting the video through fine and everything? It's okay. Now, Steve, you sound very far away. And Paul sounded really good, but maybe you guys are moving around over there. Can you hear me? 
Somebody sounds a little staticky. That might have been Paul. Hello? Yeah, and you sound very far away. You're like, literally, I don't know if our listeners will be able to hear it, but I barely even hear you. So I don't know if it's a connection issue or if your gains got turned down. Um, again, with the soundboard, it's really easy. You just literally, unpl- I mean, if you got like an uh, like a mixer board, I just unplug jacks and plug them back in and make sure the jack connections are good. And then you just double check the gains and it's usually pretty easy. Hello, hello. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, you you're better? real. All right, Paul, you sound amazing now. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. Is that better for me? And too, Steve's no? good too. Yeah. What happened? I'm okay. so, so sorry. No, no, no. I t- I was just joking around with our listeners that I don't edit because I want people to understand that, dude, we're out here hustling and trying to get things done. And like, this is the real world. Like you guys are running an olive oil company and you're six hours ahead of me and I'm here in Pennsylvania. And it's like, this, this is like, this is the real show, man. I don't like people yeah. and they, I don't like podcasts that are just so perfect that you don't know what's happening. And we're farmers, not audio engineers. Thank you. Thank you. So actually, so from a, we're, we're all unofficial audio engineers. Uh, yes. I, I get very techy, but did you guys figure out what actually went wrong over there? Uh, something came unplugged and, then, <laughs> and it messed everything up. Basically, that's, that's awesome. Day. I love it. There you go. So our listeners, guys, if you are striving to become a uh, podcaster, feel free to reach out to Steve and Paul and they'll be happy to train you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be happy to tell you what not that's to do. <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, because honestly... And real quick, just to stay off the off subject real quick, this is how you learn. I mean, honestly, you guys have had a podcast show for how long? Probably like two years now. Yeah. Okay. We're not super consistent as much as we should be. No, but but, because you got a farm to run. You got a villa to run. You guys are running, you know, weddings and and people's vacations. And I mean, there's a a wedding going on right now in Puglia, by the way. It was big news down here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw that on your social media. Like some. That's right. I guess the yeah. guy, the, the father was like owns the properties that a lot of very well off people own here in New York City or something. And they, yeah, uh, he owns the properties that a lot of stores are in, like Giorgio Armani and Ferragamo and all these. Ah. So uh, he, decides, he decides to throw a wedding for his youngest daughter here in Puglia. It was like 24 and, million? Well, 25 million. Oh, I'm sorry. Who's count, who's <laughs> That's count? only another million. And uh, so uh, including a special guest performance that uh the rumor was that it was going to be lady gaga who's going to perform at the wedding well if you're dropping 25 mil i think you can afford gaga yeah, but, but actually uh, a woman in new york that i used to work with uh who is also syrian or syrian descent uh just like the the father of the bride hmm. she said that multiple performers and what she believes it is that uh, Lady Gaga and Madonna are going to perform. Okay, that would be ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Well, those two have those two ever performed together? I don't think I don't so. Know. I don't know. Because, like, so. honestly, if you had to pick two extremes from different generations, that yeah. would be an amazing match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but 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 yeah, from what I've read in the past, I think they both respect each other, and I think Madonna does sort of treat her that way, as though. You know, uh, Lady Gaga is, you know, what Madonna used to be when she was younger. So yeah. I, I think there's a lot I of mean, respect. I Ma- mean, Madonna broke all the rules. I mean, she's one of yeah, those people yeah. who changed changed her industry and influenced yeah, yeah. people like her. What, what, what I've always said about Madonna that uh, you know, makes me respect her even more. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not like a crazy Madonna fan. But yeah, I do like her music. Uh, but what I always respected about her is that she is the only megastar 
I mean, really super megastar, right? That I can think of who has never been embroiled in a scandal unless it was created by herself. Yes, yeah, she never, was very good at creating her own drama, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was no it, drugs, no, none yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. And I think she, I think the drama that was created might have mm-hmm. even been no tactical. Maybe there was some. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she was a, she's a very intelligent woman, and she's done a lot of interesting things that maybe people don't understand. But it's like I have a feeling a lot of that was, you know, probably so a game it, plan. Yeah. yeah. And 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 talking about health and fitness and uh, and fuel. Uh, how does she still do it at 60 years of age? Is that stage? how old she is now? She's 60. Right, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a hot 60. Yeah. <laughs> I, right? mean, I mean, uh, wow. That's, I, I didn't, I, I knew she was getting up there. I mean, really, yeah. oh, let's be real. Hold on. Nowadays, 60 doesn't necessarily have to symbolize up there. So I want to correct no. myself. Exactly. Um, I mean, I'm 62, by the way. Okay. So. <laughs> I think, I think my, uh, I'll be 40 this month. My wow. my parents. Happy birthday! Oh uh, yeah, later in the month. Later in the month, one one week at a time. <laughs> but I think my parents are. Oh man, I'm really being a bad son right now. It might be like 67. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's um, right. But I mean, no one in my family looks like me as far as you know how you fuel your lifestyle. Like I, right. everybody uh, has the they call it the Mulvaney the Mulvaney gene because my last name is Mulvaney. Or if you go to Northern Ireland, it's pronounced Mulvane. Um, mm-hmm. but everybody's a little bigger. I'll just say that. And yeah. I tell people that's this whole gene thing is BS. Like it's a lifestyle. You can reprogram and re-outfit your life with a healthy lifestyle. I mean, I think yeah, the Italians exude it exponentially, you know, in, in Italy, not here, <laughs> not, not a lot of the U S based Italians do a very good but, job. But, at but, it. but, but, but you, you know, what's kind of sad here in Italy right now is you see young people, uh, you know, uh, you know, teenagers and younger, uh, they're starting to look a lot more like uh, American kids. I mean, yeah, because like, they're drawn to us, and we're, yes, exactly. It exactly. frustrates me because we, and again, I'm not not to stroke our country's ego, but we have influenced a lot of positive, but also negative change in the world, and I yeah. think we as a country need to take some more accountability for that because a lot of the younger generations, especially the millennials, they're very impressionable. And mm-hmm. I, that's one of the audiences I'm trying to influence with this show. You know, cause I'm the next generation I'm older. So yeah. it's like, okay, well I'm, I'm trying to take some responsibility as generation X or Y mm-hmm. or whatever we are and say, yeah. okay, let's give back. Let's provide them some of that mentoring and that coaching and that guidance. Yeah. Because- I, I mean, you, you know, when, when my kids come here, who my kids are between, 29 and 24 basically mm. uh three kids uh what what i've always tried to teach them when you know when they come out here to the farm is uh you know i'll take them out into the fields and i've been taught by the older men and women here you know people who are in the 70s and 80s who still go out into the fields but you know into the meadows basically where we where we pick wild greens from the fields sure so, so that you can make your own soups and broths and you know, all healthy stuff and you know it, it's filled with iron uh because the great thing about living here and sort of living off the land if you will mm-hmm. is that you really feel like if the whole world goes to hell right you'll never starve i would agree you have a very it's rich all- countryside exactly exactly and as long as you don't poison it <laughs> because you know even when i no but because even when i take or I go into the fields or we go mushroom hunting up in the hills. 
uh, you know, you, you have to be careful even in the local fields here that you're not picking stuff where there's a lot of yellow grass because, you know, it's been, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, herbicides. Yeah, and it's interesting because I try to explain to people how, like, here in the U.S., we're all about, again, I'm a sales and marketing professional. So it's like, okay, I get the the, the term all natural, the term like paleo right. for, for paleo diets and keto yeah. for ketogenic. And yeah. uh, then, then we go into the organic world. And it's like, guys, like the organic standard in a lot of countries doesn't need to exist. <laughs> I right, mean, right. when I was a kid, we didn't spray stuff on our fields. The animals right. ate the food. And then, because mm-hmm. uh, I literally drove like a 19, I got, it was an old farm all tractor. It was a rust colored tractor. Um, there was no hydraulics or anything to drive the damn thing. It was old. Like I had a mechanical accelerator and uh, I, I, I would, we'd hook up the, uh, the shit spreader. I'm literally talking farm talk and you just yeah. took it out of the field and you spread the manure on the field. Yeah. So of that's course. what I got to do at like 14, 15 years old. So, well, it's the same thing here when, when people talk about organic versus non-organic, you know, because I think most of us by this point know that uh, in the U S especially, you know, the, the big industrial food giants, have have lobbied so heavily with the government entities that uh, you know organic isn't what organic used to mean. I mean, if any of you have read, uh, it's a uh, it's a badge that you pay for. Yeah, Omnivore's dilemma. Yeah, if you've read Omnivore's dilemma, I mean, oh, you, yeah. know, you, you know, the dairy farmers got the government to approve organic milk as long as cows have quote unquote access to pasture. All they need is access, a door. They don't have to walk out that door onto the pasture. As long as the cow can see the pasture, it's organic. Well, it's funny because a lot of people don't know, and I don't want to get, well, we can geek a little bit on this. For example, you never put hormones into a cow when we were kids because a cow would produce milk only when it was calving. Right, you were you were bringing right. a new life form into this world, just like human right. beings. They're all we're all mammals. This isn't rocket uh-huh. science. Right. So, how do you get an animal to produce milk milk year round? You confuse mm-hmm. its natural hormonal process and mm-hmm. inject hormones and stimulants in there to make them produce milk year round. So, right, yeah. So then, obviously, you should be fueling that animal properly with, like, for example, I, I said this on a podcast the other night. I was talking about how. Our fields, we did crop rotation. When I was a kid, we studied that. And again, I'm on the East Coast here. I'm not like in redneck, no offense, no offense, Montana or Idaho or those other states. I mean, there's other states that are very big into ranching and everything nowadays. But I mean, we we grew alfalfa in the fields. We weren't growing corn every other year. We weren't feeding a ton of grain. Like they would either be in the pasture or we would feed them alfalfa in the middle of the wintertime. Like we would stock our barn with bales and bales and bales of hay, not straw. If you're a beginner listener, (laughs) hay is green. Straw is a bedding. It's yellow. So, um, animals will not eat straw, (laughs) but the point is we grew it. And then we outsourced to one of my dad's customers, a nearby farm. He did the actual, uh, farming process on the fields. We just raised animals. So, They come in and then we would, they would just pay us with a couple loads of hay to keep our barn stocked for the winter to get mm-hmm. us through until the next season. So right. it was really, really simple, not, not yeah. rocket science. Well, it's the same thing here. You know, what I was going to say earlier about the organic stuff, a lot of people here kind of scoff at organic. Uh, you know, I think they scoff at it a little too much because I, you know, <laughs> it, it is useful. Uh, but you know, as you were saying earlier, if I have an olive grove, 
And the guy next to me has an olive grove. Mm -hmm. And I am going all organic. But the guy on my left and on my right are spraying herbicides and pesticides and putting stuff into the earth that is not organic. I mean, there's leaching and mm -hmm. there's air, everything else that, you know, I, you can't really guarantee that that stuff is going to be as organic as you, as you think it might be. No. And, just, just so, and also to explain a little more for, pe for people who might not understand the way the groves and the olive groves work here. I mean, Puya has 60 million olive trees. So wow. literally, you're just driving along. There are olive trees after olive tree after olive tree. And so there's no, there might be a little bit of a stone wall separating properties, but sometimes there's not even that. So it's just a land full of olive yeah. trees. It's not like you think of a farm that has its, you know, like a fence up and a separated, you no, know, no. division of land. It's just lands full, you know, full the, of olive the, the, so. the, way, the, the way you can tell one uh, plot of land from someone else's is just by the way either the grass has been cut or by how the how the field has been plowed true yeah so you do different uh different exactly. driving patterns exactly exactly yeah. yeah it's actually it's funny because like here in central pennsylvania my father and my brother are still involved in that industry uh they're just more of a cattle broker now um mm -hmm. With separate businesses, but they they purposely moved years ago out to central Pennsylvania because they're it's probably uh, an hour hour and a half for me depending on whose house I'm visiting. But they they're focused in the Amish and the Mennonite culture, which is more heavily densely populated in central Pennsylvania because that's where all the farming is. Uh, and right. the same thing exists in Ohio and other states. But uh, mm -hmm. there's no there wasn't a history of organic labeled farming out there. Right. But my father. As I mean, he's get, he's not getting any younger, but he's realized in the past two years, he has completely switched to only buying and selling organic cattle, because yeah. even the Amish Mennonite, they might be an older culture, right? They still got the horse and buggy thing, etc. But mm -hmm. they've realized, oh, there's a higher dollar value, you know, per pound of meat or per pound of milk, etc. Yeah, so we should probably be start doing this. So now my dad doesn't have to work as hard because of the higher value and mm -hmm. he can create some more lifestyle freedom thanks to this. So there's definitely some other positive side effects of this creation of this branding and, the, and this stuff. But I agree with you guys like organic is not perfection. I, I, I tell people if you have a chance <laughs> to find something locally sourced and it doesn't have the organic label, it's still probably pr better than what's in the grocery store that's been shipped from Guatemala and sitting on a ship for a week. Absolutely. And and not to mention the pollution that you're causing just by shipping it to wherever that, yeah, I mean, do you really, if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, do you really need to eat cherries at Christmas time? No. Well, you see, a lot of us, we forgot that. We have all this, yeah. especially here in the USA. You, I mean, we have built uh, an in, amazing it's logistics. In, it's in Italy too, don't worry. It's in oh, Europe okay. too. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, you know, people will pay 30 bucks a pound for cherries to have cherries at Christmas. It's like, why? No, but, they, but some of that is here. I wouldn't disagree with you because I think what, what Italians, at least in, in down here in our small town, what they do very, very well is eat seasonally. I okay, mean, all right. Yeah, yeah. I Which mean, is the way all, it always was. Exactly. I mean, you do find a few like tomatoes in the winter for hothouse tomatoes, that kind of thing. But like after the cherry season is done in May, we don't see cherries. I mean, he, like you said, at Christmas time, they import them and some people buy them but you can't find them year round here. Okay. Stretch them. And so like the summer, you know, now we're, we're eating zucchini and eggplant because that's what's in season. Mm -hmm. You know, melons are the, uh, uh, 
squashes and that kind of stuff are not in season and you won't find it anywhere. Right. I mean, it's the same to some degree in the supermarkets, I think, in the States, but it just seems like people, not quite as much. If they want a squash, it should be there any time of the year. Right. But, but, and, 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 you know, b- being, I guess, farmers and having a large place here, uh, one of the things we're learning now also is uh, what farmers have always done throughout history, where, you know, they're like cassava melons are in season now. They're, here they cost like they're five cents a pound. If you take those and put them down in your cool cellar, we put them in our wine cellar, they'll last from now until Christmas. Really? Without, yes. So you have melons all fall and half the winter. It's the same that people used to do with apples and potatoes and onions. Well, it's funny because, uh, so I was born and, and in New Jersey. Uh, my dad had a dairy farm down there. So we did actually have a large farm at one point in time, but I was too young to really remember. Um, and then we moved to Pennsylvania years later. I think it was a fifth grade. And then my dad wanted to make sure we still grew up on a farm. But so our farm was probably built... Oh, it was the old wood peg beam design. It was, was really cool. It's still there to this day. Some landscaping company owns it. But um, it's the basement was all dirt, very yeah. cold. Um, uh-huh. I remember having to take center blocks and, and like two by six boards down there and build shelves because my mom was a nut for canning. Um, oh, right, right, right. And, you know, pressure cooker, mason jar thing. Now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. mason jars are trendy and people give them away at a wedding. <laughs> I'm like, right. Right. Uh, right. Okay, that's yeah. thanks, but uh, I was like, I grew up with that. I was like, I, I used to stick, you know, cucumbers in there and make pickles. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, exactly. but yeah, I'll have you know that uh, this is the first uh, summer where we've actually made more pickles than we can possibly eat. Well, let's be real. Uh, you, know, you you get a little bit of rain; those cucumber plants, yeah. it, it's a vine. It will it will grow like yeah. a rape tape. I mean, just. But but guess what? All our vines have dried because we haven't had rain. We haven't had a significant amount of rain since March. Oh wow! And we've had two and a half months of weather of weather uh, temperatures that have been hovering between the nineties and low hundreds. So would you consider you guys self on the edge of like a of a, of a drought condition? Yeah, yeah. Oh. The uh, the uh, the farm associations here have already applied to the government for relief for for drought because of. You know, because this is supposed to be a great year for grapes, which means it's a great year for wine because grapes don't want a lot of water. Less water they get, the higher the sugar content of the grape, the higher the sugar content of the grape, the higher the alcohol volume of the wine. Because if you make wine that is like below 10% alcohol content, it turns to vinegar very easily. Yes. So, you know, so our wine is usually... Between you know twelve, thirteen, we've even been as high as fourteen and a half. Because I think once you get to fifteen, if you if you exceed fifteen percent in your wine, it then becomes a fortified wine. Okay. So it look edible. But so we everyone was psyched for a great uh, grape and then you know grape harvest and and wine and vintage. But there's been so little rain that a lot of the grapes are withering on the vine, literally. So I, I had a I had a quick question on that because I, I I'm. My fiance, huge wino. I mean, girl loves her wine. <laughs> uh-huh. And so last year, last June, was our was um, our friends were getting married in the mountains of California. Uh, I spent years ski race coaching together with them. So we all went out and finally got a, ta- a taste of uh, Napa Valley. And yeah. uh, obviously they're world renowned. But from that experience, I learned just what you're saying, that obviously wine plants don't always need a lot of rain. And they tell you, 
the older the vine, the deeper the roots, the more, right, I guess, right. strong it's built itself up. Now, right. are olive plants similar to that? Uh, not not really. I mean, I, I, I think that the better olive trees, the ones that produce better olives, grow in, uh, I, don't, I don't know what we call the type of soil in the States, but it's basically a, a lime, you know, uh, where here we only have like, maybe two feet of topsoil, a foot and a half of topsoil, and then it becomes this, uh, you know, sandstone, limestone, which is uh, fossilized, basically. Wow. Uh, so, so, so the, and the roots are, are not deep. The roots are almost like uh, pine tree roots. Yeah. They spread out. And that's why, you know, when you're planting olive trees, you have to, you have to make sure that you plant them enough apart so that each tree can really get the, its full potential of nourishment for when it does rain. Yeah, and we're not talking about just water. Again, going back to our topic earlier, like yeah. the whole organic thing, we're talking about being able to get enough nutrient density into the plant because those nutrients are then carried into the fruit. Exactly. You know, you know, you know funny thing is that uh, my mother's side of the family, who comes from this town, Terlitzi, where we live and produce our olive oil, um, uh, her last name is Tempesta right? Like tempest, like hmm. storm. Um, but her, uh, so her father, my grandfather, uh, all the families in these towns also have nicknames, sort of like when you watch a mobster movie, you know, like Vinny the Barber and, you know, uh, Joey the Butcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. Which is where, yeah, but, but that's also where most last names come from. I mean, you know, people didn't have last names. That's a modern thing. Yeah, my fiance, real quick, my fiance's last name yeah. is Fenstermacher, which translated is, I believe, window maker. Exactly. And, you know, Cooper is uh, what they were barrel makers, right? Mm. Uh, a Cooper was someone who made wine barrels and whiskey barrels. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so everyone here, though, has these uh, really, some of them are really weird, nasty, uh, what they call you know, sopranomi, surnames, mm. along with their last name. And my grandfather's uh, family were known as dirt eaters. <laughs> so, so we're wondering like, what the hell would, you know, what do you mean dirt eaters? You know, because it also sounds like land eaters. So we thought maybe they were buying up a lot of land and this and that and the other. It turns out that the family, the men in the family were known for going out, you know, people would basically hire them to come onto their land. And Improve they would, farming? They, yes, but they would taste the soil and tell you what to plant in what part of your land because they could taste get the hell the out of here i swear to god they could taste the alkaline they could taste the the phosphorus they could taste all these different elements <laughs> that were in the dirt and they would tell you, you know, the beans go there the, the the tomatoes go there that's how they used to do it you know they didn't have and this great this i mean again to us we've maybe i mean i'll be asked like a lot of our listeners i'm like what yeah. i mean but i guess they basically developed their palate exactly. to be sensitive I mean, to minerals uh, because I mean, what do uh, wine connoisseurs talk about? Sure, you know, yeah. you know the, these the sommeliers and, and yeah, all these exactly. guys, sommeliers, yeah. right? It's like you know, oh yeah, the the cherry, the this, the that. The same thing happens with olive oil, by the way. Yeah, the olive oil, olive oil sommeliers, they will, yeah. they can taste it and say, oh, I taste a little tomato. I wouldn't mind becoming one of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. It's it's, it's an interesting skill the way they do it. Yeah, too. but but I mean, yeah, I I think people today can also. If you were hard pressed, you could probably taste the uh, you know the more basic elements like copper or iron. Sure, you know. So, the, the, but that's what these guys did. They were the dirt eaters. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I have hard water here in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. We're an hour north of Philadelphia. I used yeah. to live in the next city over, the historic city of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, where there's a very, where Jesus very was born. Where Jesus was born. Uh, yeah, but except we're here in the U.S. <laughs> so, but we had um, there was a massive company spent years here called Bethlehem Steel. And right. it went for two miles and they sent steel all over the world. I mean, their steel yeah. built the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco and the Empire mm-hmm. State Building. I mean, there was a lot right. of old history. So it's yeah. funny because I used to live in, in downtown Bethlehem before I moved here to Allentown uh, in the past couple of years to, you know, uh, finally build a, you know, a loving relationship with somebody. So since mm-hmm. I was the bachelor forever. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Bethlehem's water. I don't know if they're just using softening processes or what, but it's city water, but it comes from uh, reservoirs very far north of here. I don't mm-hmm. know how Allentown sources their water, but it sucks. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can, I mean, our, I have to constantly, uh, we have what's called hard water, yeah, but I can taste, yeah, I can taste it. It's just not yeah. good. So I, I've actually upgraded to some higher end like water filtration because not to remove the minerals. I'm not trying to remove the minerals. I'm just trying to get the bad stuff out, but keep the good stuff. And it's a really hard balance. It's becoming a side project for me. Well, so. well, well you know, uh, we go through hot water heaters. Yes. Same here. Every two, every two years. You get the, the calcium, it's, it's a white calcium, calcium buildup. Exactly. I literally, I'm not a plumber, <laughs> but uh, I literally had to save my water heater this winter. Uh, one of my clients is in the HVAC industry. And one of the products that her sales rep firm represents is a descaler. So you descale, you know, uh, tankless water heaters, regular waters, whatever. So uh, yeah. anyway, I, we lost hot water. I was coming back from skiing and my fiance's like, hey, um, we don't have hot water. So I was like, I knew about the product. It was sitting in their, in their office. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can figure this thing out. Took that thing home. And granted, it took me like three hours to one night, drained yeah. the whole water heater, ran this chemical through the system to try and descale it and then change the, uh, the heating elements in the top and the bottom of a 50-gallon water heater. Well, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. MacGyver here figured it out and put the new heating elements in after I just scaled the whole system and the water here still works to this day. So, wow. uh, you know, a little pat on the back for me. Cause I was like, ah, I figured that one out. <laughs> and, and what's the best descaler? Well, salt, salt, no, really vinegar. I think no, well, salt. all those filters have salt. So Big, real, uh, real quick on the filtration. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, As a plumber, Oh, right. Guys yeah. are either using a sulfuric acid based thing, which is way too aggressive and dangerous. So right. they have switched over to trying to use vinegar based product, but then the vinegar takes mm-hmm. forever and it stinks and it's just, right. it's a very laborsome. So the one chemical that I used was actually a phosphoric acid based product. So uh-huh. it's odorless. It does not mm-hmm. eat away at the metal. And I was able mm-hmm. to add a little baking soda to it. And we're getting very scientific to our listeners, guys. I mean, listen to this yes, crap. Yeah, Look at us, man. It's like science class. Um, yes. But I added a uh, baking soda to alkalize it and it was safe uh-huh. to dump it right down the drain. Huh. Yeah. Can, so, you, can, well, you, can you come do our stuff? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, there we go. So I tell you what, I will yeah. time my first Italian trip. Uh, yes. You just got to send me a text. I'm like, hey, you know what? Water heater is about to get plugged up. Uh, we're going right. to need you to come out and descale it. Could you just fly over right. over the pond? Right. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Although, hey, hey, I don't care because I, I told my fiance, because um, we just got engaged a couple months ago, and we're currently planning I don't want to, I don't want boring weddings. I know you guys throw very amazing weddings, uh, but I'm going to, I'm the adrenaline junkie and the outdoorsy nut. So we've, I convinced, I didn't have to convince her. She agreed. And her mother-in-law, cause she grew up in a skiing family, loved the idea. We're going to go heli skiing. Wow. For the wedding. 
So, wow. um, and then we'll just throw like an after party afterwards here in Pennsylvania. But the problem is I was like, Hey man, we should go heli skiing in Europe, but there's no heli skiing in Europe. Uh, apparently, really? apparently it's like a no, no or something. I don't know. Like huh. she, she just, she went skiing for the first time in France last year. I, I wasn't yeah. able to make that trip. So I said, well, I want to go to Villa Capelli. So I'm trying to convince her to do like a honeymoon there. I don't know. If, there I mean, you go. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm working and, on it. So, and you know, you could do the actual, uh, the legitimate legal ceremony wherever you want, and then come here and just do like a reenactment. Yeah, it'd be fun too. There you go. Yeah, like a little private, a little private thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, this, it's not gonna be this winter because I, I need time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it took me. Mm-hmm. I'll be forty this month, so it's like it's like I take my good old time. Um, yeah. But she, I told her like, listen give me this winter. I was like, if you want to start planning, we'll do it as early as next winter. And she's like, well, that was going to happen no matter what. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, uh, my oldest daughter who lives in San Diego came to visit, <clears throat> excuse me, came to visit this year with her boyfriend. You know, they live together in San Diego. He's a, uh, he's a captain of a pretty big fishing boat and also has his own fishing boat. Really, really nice guy. Wow. So uh, when they came here the, the, from here, they wanted to go to the Amalfi coast. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll drive you out there. You know, it's like a two and a half, three hour drive. Uh, so I drove him out there. We went to lunch. I went outside uh, for a breath of fresh air. Uh, cigarette action. Uh, Come on. For, for, I know, shut up. Uh, for a breath <laughs> of fresh air. And uh, so Matt, my uh, daughter's boyfriend, fiance, whatever he is. It's my younger brother's uh, name. Yeah. He comes out and he says, uh, Mr. Capelli, um, you know, I know this is sort of the end of our trip. I'm sorry to take me so long to do this, but I just want you to know that I really, really, really love your daughter. Uh, I would love to spend the rest of my life with her. I would love to marry her, but I want to ask your permission. I haven't asked her yet, mm. but I wanted to get your permission first. I was like, am I living in the in the 1800s? That's exactly I what could, I did. Yeah, but I couldn't believe that people, I, I, I was thrilled that guys would still do that. Uh, I, I'm not trying to one up it, but I mean, I'm old school. I, I, I was people like when I started, when I was dating people over the years, I'm old school. Like my dad taught me to open the door for a, a woman yeah. and oh, yeah. I've cool. always done that. I don't care who the woman is. If someone's walking yeah. up to the door, I stop and I open the door. Yeah. I do it for men. I don't care. I, yeah. Now, granted, I've, I have a few of, a few of my buddies are uh, also, um, you know, homosexual, and I don't care about their lifestyles. And I'll, I'll open the door for them. They're like, you trying to hit on me? I'm like, yeah. I was like, you're a good looking guy. <laughs> but we have fun with it. But the point is, like, dude, it's just yeah. it doesn't matter if you're male, female, transsexual. It's just showing respect. Not just respect. See, that used to be my answer. I'm like, how yeah. about just good old human kindness yeah yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah. yeah. or even just showing yeah. people that you were brought up in right a yeah like yeah, my I, i'm my family again as you could tell farmers whatever like we're not a well-off family and right. my 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 fiance's family built a very successful construction company and like they're building like a 12 story like her brother and her cousin are now like basically taking over the family business and they're building like a 12 story glass like I guess you want to call it a skyscraper for Allentown in downtown Allentown. So they're like, they're, they're moving up, man. They're, they're you know, yeah. he, he drives a, he's got a freaking Maserati for his fun car and a, yeah. and a Tesla. And, yeah. but he's still a down to earth guy. Yeah. And well, uh, I mean, you know, that's sort of uh, what we do down here as well. Uh, you know, because we live, you know, out in the middle of nowhere on this farm, yeah, but, but, you know, there are other people around who have little houses and their little plots of land. Sure. But what we've done from the very beginning is learn from the older people who are here. The older people who lived a completely different 
lifestyle than we did, you know, uh, 70 years ago. No, not even uh, 60 years ago, 55 years ago, people, people in this town, you know, the town is a thousand years old, right? They had no plumbing. Yeah. So they used basically, excuse me for saying so, shit pots. <laughs> you know? that, I mean, we, let's, you don't, have to, you don't have to excuse it. That was where all of our cultures came from. There was outhouses yeah. and shit pots yeah. and, and some people, and, I mean, and, yeah. And, and what, what's happening today is, you know, uh, we have a lot of old recipes that we use to make our products. And even when we cook in the house for our guests who come stay here, you know, we still like to cook as much as possible old school. You know, we sometimes mix in a little bit of our American culture and heritage in with it, which makes it even a little more interesting. But people say to us, oh, my God, I mean, the old the old women here will give you their secret recipes. <laughs> and they will. You know why? Because a lot of the younger people don't want them. Which is care. foolish. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. You because, can, they have, uh, because they now have McDonald's. Which is, oh, I'm not even getting me on. That's a whole different, that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, what you're talking about, and real quick, just to rewind back to your point on, on, on your future, I'm guessing, right? Future son, you said yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is oh, like my future son-in-law. Son-in-law, yeah, yeah. So I just hope he's not listening to this podcast. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, crap. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, just don't tell her about Live the Fuel yet. Uh, right. So but the, the point is, wait, is he going to be doing it soon? I hope so. Yeah, I mean, seriously, come on, man. We're all excited here. Exactly. exactly. Like, I mean, even I finally proposed to somebody, for God's sakes. I mean, if Scott's going to do it, you got a man up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just tell him to call me. I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah, tell him how to do it. I was like, listen, I mean, but I, like, again, just show the old school respect. It's just, we did a lot of geeking out about history today on this on show already. And like, that's part of it, right? It's like, dude, yeah, know where yeah. things came from. You don't have but, to but, make but, it complicated. But, but, it, it, it's, it's what we tell people about our olive oil. You know, people are always asking, so how can you tell what's a good olive oil and what isn't? And unfortunately, you can't by looking at the bottle or the package because, you know, here's a, a couple of things. You know, one is, according because of lobbying in, in Italy, just like lobbying anywhere else, the bottling lobby has convinced the government that uh, if you take, oil olive oil mm -hmm. from anywhere else in the world and bottle it in italy on the label you can big honking letters you can say 100 percent italian extra virgin olive oil oh i learned that from Vinny. that's total bs yeah because you know and then in really small letters if they're somewhat honest they'll say read the back label label for the origin of the oil and then you read the back label and have like it'll have like four countries, you know, like uh, Morocco, Tunisia, Greece, Spain, Israel, one, one of these countries. So it's like, how the hell can it be called Italian? Only so, because so they're basically doing it to justify businesses to say, hey, ship your product here. We exactly. will bottle it. And they want the bottling business. They want the tax income and all that. I right. get it. Yeah. You know, it's and, big, and it's big business. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. I mean, you know, all the big companies, when you when you read these stories in the newspapers all the time about oil that's been, you know, extra virgin olive oil that's been doctored and is anything but extra virgin olive oil, mm -hmm. you know why? It's, it's just a big business. And, you know, what we tell people all the time is just do the math. You know, how can you possibly buy? It's not possible. A, <laughs> it's, it's impossible for like, you know, five bucks, 10 bucks for a bottle. Yeah. It's virtually impossible because oil is not that cheap. Oil is expensive. Extra virgin olive oil is expensive. So by the time 
you bring it back to your factory. We'll just call it a factory. We hardly have a factory. Uh, you, you know, you got to pay for the bottle. You got to pay for the label. You got to pay for the transportation. You got to pay for the man hours. You got to make a profit. Then if you're selling it wholesale to a supermarket, like that's what we're talking about, people buying oil in supermarkets. Oh, yeah. They got to make a profit. So how the hell is it possible that you can buy for 10 bucks? It's impossible. There's just no way there's extra virgin olive oil in that bottle. Well, and like for our video feed right now, and again, this is this is not for our listeners, guys. This is not a freaking commercial. We're, we're trying to help no. shed some light on, yeah, not, not, not on the business. Yeah, people need to understand the business. Like, yeah, I tell yeah. people all the time, go to livethefuel.com. You can click on resources. There's the Villa Capella logo. It'll take you to the site. I got my own discount code just like Vinny does. So, again, our listeners, yeah. you can use fuel. Heck, you can use Vinny with the IE on the end. I don't care. We want you guys to try this stuff because Paul just told it's you. Real, it's the real deal. It's real, it's bro. Real. <laughs> you know, and, and, and people will say to me, yeah, but, you know, places like Costco, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I go to Costco once in a while. Yeah, and I, I mean, Costco gets a high rating from <laughs> from your olive oil tasters. It doesn't, get, it doesn't get a high rating. It gets a, it gets a rating that it's it is extra virgin olive oil. Well, I think Vin, Vinny and Anna, because let's be real, they're trying to be transparent. They're trying to help people get healthy, just like I am. Yeah, so exactly. okay, great. Maybe you're not ready for this yet, or maybe you're you're just. I don't know. You're just an idiot. Sorry. Uh, but that's <laughs> like, guys, like, all right, you want to go to Costco, go to Costco. Because I yeah. will say Anna and Vinny did say I've never bought, I've never bought it, but they said if a good runner up is however they're sourcing that. I don't know where they're getting it from. Well, well we've kind of, I think we well, figured that out. Yeah, what happened with this Because somebody finally told us if you look at the dates, the harvest date, yeah. it's, it's about two years old, at least two or three years. So, is that good or bad? No, that's, that's not bad. bad. The expression in Italy is new oil, old wine oh okay yeah. which makes sense you want stuff yeah. fresh that's like i know exactly. your claim to fame is that you guys it's only if it's not from your farm it won't be sold i can tell i can personally attest yeah. that i'm showing right now on the video feed the uh the three liter tin which i've also right. already shown on the video i literally have it sitting right here um it's you know, it's a hundred bucks. You get your 10% yeah. off. And then because you guys are awesome with the free shipping thing, uh, as long as you spend over a hundred bucks, you get free shipping. So, okay. Right. That breaks out to be 30 bucks or less per liter. Mm. And right. as you already hinted, if you buy the high end organic stuff, especially if it's fresh, you're dropping 25 to 30 bucks us per liter. Oh, but, and even more, I mean, if, if you're buying, you know, the ones that are most talked about and get the highest reviews, I mean, you, you can pay 50, 60 bucks for a liter easily. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Right. Especially if someone's got better marketing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, exactly. But, and, you know, uh, ours is unfiltered. So, that, you know, you will find sediment sometimes, especially a three liter tin because you. I you like the go... sediment. That's that ground up seeds. Exactly. That's, that's the oil. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the olives. That's the fruit. So, so think of it always as buying, you're buying fruit juice. Now, what yeah. about, because uh, now a few, oh, a few and, months and, ago, I scored your garlic oil. And then finally, finally, Vinny's been, and, and, uh, and, and I can't keep up with the production. And Anna is all about the freaking lemon oil. So I I was like, all right, I finally got the lemon, by the way, I just poured this straight on my salad with nothing else. The lemon oil. Holy crap. That's awesome. Well, what you should be pouring on your salad is our new, uh, artisanal red wine vinegar. Okay, what's the here's the thing? Because I'm a big supporter of NSNG, right? No sugar, no grains. Right, right. So I have been experimenting with your olive oil with that before I had the lemon oil and before I had the garlic oil. I was just using the regular right. olive oil, and I was experimenting with um, coconut vinegar from coconuts. Didn't right. even know that existed, but I found it. Um, yeah. yeah. So they they make vinegar somehow from coconuts. So right. 
But I thought balsamic vinegar, at least the crap. No, no, no. Hold on, hold oh, on. Oh, there we go. Stop, 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 Is that the problem? Stop. Question. What? Let him finish his question. No, because I know where he's going already. Well, I know where he's going too. A balsamic vinegar, like sold by a lot of restaurants or even high-end ones, has a has a very sweet, sugary base. But you're hinting right. at more of a wine-based vinegar, right? Yes, oh, yes. we, we okay. sell two different types of vinegar. One is balsamic. Right. Here's and I'm, is, oh, let me let me go back to screen sharing. Right. Because I, I want to make sure we visually understand this. All right, there we go. That's the oil and balsamic vinegar set. That's right. a balsamic. Exactly. So if you like balsamic vinegar, you know, because. And, that's, yeah. and then so there's your balsamic. red wine. That's yeah. right. So the two different animals completely. Uh, I'll try to give you a quick rundown on how to use them and how they're made. Okay. Right? So the way you, you're supposed to use balsamic vinegar is not the way we use it a lot in the U.S., you do not pour balsamic vinegar on your salad. No, it's a couple of droplets, right? For flavor, but never on your, but never on your salad. Oh, it's mostly for desserts and fruit. Oh, interesting. You know, the or best even cheese too. Yes, and cheese. or cheese. The best use is a drop on like fresh strawberries to balance the sweetness, right? Yes, because there's a there is acidity in it, but it also has this different sweetness to it. Hmm. So what happens is just like doctored extra virgin olive oil, which is an extra virgin olive oil at all, balsamic vinegar that you buy by the big jug is not balsamic vinegar at all. It's made with molasses. Yes, which they is why I don't, I don't support that stuff anymore because I no. want to reduce my sugar intake. Exactly, but whereas the balsamic vinegar, like ours, it says five year, but we just found out it's actually eight year yeah. of age. Uh, it's made in, in uh, five barrels, what they call a battery. So they start with a larger barrel, but it's only like five gallons, right? They, they leave it uncorked. I'm going to zoom and, in you know, on this puppy. There we go. Look at that. Right. So, so, so then uh, every year they leave, they leave the bunghole open. Excuse me. But I learned hole. about bungholes in Ireland. It's okay. <laughs> it's not an inappropriate term. It's the hole no. in the, in the, uh, barrel. In the oh, barrel. the whiskey barrel. Oh, the whiskey barrel. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Right. And the bung, <laughs> the bung is, is that, sort of big cork they've used to close the bunghole, right? That's the bung. Okay. So, so, so they leave that open so it can evaporate. But the, so balsamic vinegar, though, can only be made in, in northern climates, and it's not like uh, the way you make regular vinegar. Regular vinegar is made in the cellar. Balsamic okay. vinegar is made under your rooftop. Oh, in the hotter part of the home where the heat rises. No, not only that, but it has to be hot during the day and the temperature has to drop rapidly at night. Okay. And that's how that certain type of bacteria grows. Interesting. Create that vinegar. And then they, and then as it evaporates in, in each barrel, they bring it down to the next barrel in the battery until they get, they're left with this tiny little bit, which sells for a lot of money, rightfully so, because it takes a long time to make it. Okay. Our, the red wine vinegar that I'm talking about, the artisanal red wine vinegar, is actually made from our red wine. Am I not looking at that right now? Because this just says red wine. Yes. Yeah, that's yes, it. that's the one. Artisanal okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's made from uh, uh, what we call Trojan grapes. The according to <clears throat> excuse me, according to legend, these uh, this grape stock was brought here to the northern part of Puglia before it was Puglia by the Trojans when they escaped the destruction of Troy mm. by the Greeks. Great and history. Was, yeah. So it was planted here. The the uh, the wine is called Nero di Troia, Black of Troy. That's the wine that we make here in the house. And now what we've done is we we've, t we've taken some of that, 
and we put it in 100 liter uh, silos with a mother yeast, you know, which is the blob that is usually forms at the bottom of wine barrels. Yes. That, that turns into vinegar. And that's what that is. And it's almost impossible to find artisanal, real red wine vinegar because even red wine or white wine vinegar, guess what? It's made from chemicals, not wine. Well, I've been off of the uh, the vinegar for three months now, so I guess I know what I'm going to be trying next. <laughs> yeah, the, the red wine vinegar. I mean, it, it, I guess it has a, a slight bit of sugar content from the wine. But Well, yeah. But see, here, all right, let's be real. Let's be fermented. Yeah. And, the sugars are gone. Yeah, I mean, thank you, Steve. Because, Well, hold on. Maybe you guys can clarify this because I I just got done writing an article that's going to go into a magazine here lately. I'm actually really excited. Like, I'm like, oh, it'll be my first time being published in a magazine. Cool. Wow. But um, we, I just... I promote the NSNG, NSNG lifestyle. So in, right. I kept I kept the article high level. I didn't want to go, as my fiance looked at it last night before I sent it in, she's like, Scott, you get really obsessed and crazy about this stuff. Uh, she's like, I think you listen to Vinny too much. <laughs> but um, so I, I just, I kept a high level and I explained that my lifestyles that I research and I implement are a balance between my NSNG influence the no sugar, no grains, the uh, paleolithic influence, the paleo diet, if you want to call it that way. I hate the word diet because it's a short-term mindset. And mm -hmm. like ketogenic, I, I incorporate fasting and all that types of stuff. So anyway, long story short, yeah, to my listeners, guys, I drink red wine. That is my, I, I've actually taken this past year off of fruit altogether just to see what it would do. Because mm -hmm. um, I, I get that crazy about my biohacking experiences. But I tell people like, yeah, when I'm not fasting and not doing my, like getting ready for like a race like I'm doing tomorrow, I am drinking red wine. So right. I do, I don't drink a whole bottle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right, exactly. So, but it, I like to, I would like to think that the red wine is different. Now, what Steve yeah. was just saying about sugar being removed, now we're not, obviously traditional wine, it still has sugar in it. Um, right. You guys are referring to, there's minimal sugar left in the, the vinegar. vinegar. Okay. Don't, and don't, don't quote me on that. I'm not an expert. Well, vinegar, yeah, we're not, we're not biologists. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I'm not a nutritionist on that, but I'm pretty sure the vinegar, the process of making, the, turning the red wine into the vinegar, that it's, it's got to severely reduce the sugar content. Sugar, yeah, exactly. It's the acidity that counts. Because I'm told, I'm told the same thing happens or similar things happen when you're distilling uh, scotches, bourbons, things of that nature. Right. The distillation exactly. process, like people talk about how. Uh, and I don't recommend grain sourced vodkas, but, but the distillation process to make gins and vodkas, even if they are grain sourced, you're not going to have anything carrying over from depend. Maybe it was an organic field, right? It was a field sprayed with, you know, chemicals or there was, or you have gluten issues. Like all that stuff gets distilled out, um, right. yeah, at yeah, that right. high level. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But, but, but here's something that maybe you can look into Scott, because I have a theory that it should be easy enough to to look up for me, but I, I'm just too lazy to do it. Speaking of wine, right? Because wine is another issue. I'm ready where, at the board. Give it to me. I'll write it uh, down. <laughs> is there a legal, legal definition of wine? Oh, really? And yeah, because you have elderberry wine. Never thought about right? that. Because why is some wine like what was Trader Joe's wine? Uh, oh, the it used to be called Two Buck Chuck. And now, now due to inflation, I call it three buck chuck. Right. And, uh, and, a friend, a soon, and when you find out what it's made from, you're going to call it up chuck. Well, it, so I was like, you can't beat the dollar value, right? I haven't bought it in almost a year right. because 
I met a guy who who started up a whole juicing cafe and everything else. And it turns out he was a professional like guy in the wine industry, buying and selling distribution, everything. Mm-hmm. And when I right. mentioned that, the guy almost had a heart attack in front of me. He's like, no. Yeah. And I said, why? He said, their whole claim to fame that, oh, the was it Charles? Uh, Charles something yeah. is the name on the bottle. And okay. they said, oh, well, you know, once all the high-end wineries pick out all the best grapes, we get like the second run, so it's still good. That's like yeah. what I heard. Right. Clearly, you no. guys are saying it's not that. <laughs> no, uh, here's another great Italian expression for you. When you're drinking wine and it's really cheap, someone will invariably say to you, did you know that they also make wine from grapes? <laughs> well, I will say, it, just as a real-life example, this happened with a guest that came here. He bought really cheap wine. I don't know why, because he's a multimillionaire. But anyway, right. <laughs> he bought this like uh, box wine. And Paul was like, well, is, is that even wine? He goes, what do you mean? It says wine on the label. It's wine. Yeah. So we turned around to look at the ingredients. It did not say grape anywhere. anywhere. It just said like water. And then it started going into all these chemicals. Okay. It was, it was not a, like a mention of grapes, grape juice, like from, it was just like, okay, so what is this then? It was right. really, so, really so, weird. So, you know, so can I put, can I put on my label red wine without ever saying that there were grapes, that it's made from grapes? Yeah, I don't know, because like, here you go. I mean, again, this is just like literally five seconds of research, Googling. Found a site, definitions.uslegal.com, and uh, through through the wine research, and according to this U.S., and this is U.S., by the way, not international, blah, blah, blah. Uh, The term wine means any fermented alcoholic beverage that either A, is made from grapes or fruit, B, or fruit, right, right? you Uh, you have a fruit, B, contains not less than half a percent of alcohol by volume and not more than 24% of volume. So obviously we're looking at the whole alcohol ratio. Um, and including dilutions and mixtures thereof, et cetera. Right. Right. Uh, and then C is for non-industrial use. So I don't know here in the States, I think you might be good. I think, I think I'm right. Right. That you can say I'm I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) I'm I'm right because it says it can be made from fruit. Right. Grapes or any kind of fruit. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 It says other fruit. I, I can I can make it oh, from peaches, I see. Uh, just let red. it ferment, and add a red Wait, dye to it, and guess what? I have red wine. Yeah, right. Which point. is scary because, unfortunately, yeah. speaking of dyes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And by the way, are you guys good on time? Because I'm I don't care. I'm geeking out oh, right okay. now. Okay, like let's talk about freaking dyes because you guys brought up a book earlier. I'm going to bring up a book called Extra Virginity. All right. I'm right. going to finally, yeah. I, I, I don't have yeah. enough free time, but I want to launch a library on my website, just like Vinny did, because mm-hmm. I have so much stuff in my library physically, but my digital uh, audio library through Audible by Amazon. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how I, I listened to Extra Virginity three times. <laughs> right. And let's talk about Extra Virginity is uh, for our listeners, guys, is your background information to finally understand what the hell is going on, especially here in the U.S. when it comes to the olive oil industry. So without me mm-hmm. freaking out, Steve, right. Paul, whoever wants to jump in on this, why am I all passionate right now about this? About what exactly? About, about olive oil? Or about dyes? olive oil and the whole extra virginity and how you just brought up dyes, Cause, cause, food okay, coloring. I'll do it real quick. Extra virgin, extra virgin olive oil, which is our olive oil, is just pressed olives. That's all it is. You press right. the olives, you get oil, you send, you know, you separate it out from the pulp, and you get your oil. Right. What's left over, guys, is there's a little 
Well, well, part well of the hold on. Before you go there, though, Stephen, j j just to explain, you know, by law, even though it's not held up, by law, once you press those olives to get your extra virgin olive oil, it, nothing, nothing, nothing can be added yes. to that liquid at all. Hmm. And, okay. You know, and, and what, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, marketing-wise, we're taught about first press, cold press, and look for green, right? You know what green means? Uh, at one point, somebody told me it was the color of money. Is <laughs> he Paul's jumping ahead again? That's what okay. the problem is. Like, so after this process, guys, what's left is this—it's literally a little hard pebble. It's—it's it, it's a rock. Okay. This is kind of, so you know you think they're going to throw that away, but what they take—they take these rocks, and there's actually some oil left in them. They use so they ship this off to whatever factory that does this, and they use hex, hexene to extract any oil that's left in these rocks. And so the, what comes out, it looks like basically like crude oil. I personally have not seen it, but that's how uh, he describes it in Extra Virginity. Wow. It, it literally looks like black crude oil. So because you can't, nobody would ever drink that or use that, they actually then have to bleach that. So they bleach it all out. So then you're left with you know no color. So then to make it look like an edible olive oil, they have to put some kind of dye like chlorophyll or some kind of green dye to make it look like an edible oil. I mean, it is edible, but it's just disgusting when you yes. realize what's, what well, it is. And this but, but, is... But, but, some people, but some people also add chlorophyll to a slightly better grade of oil because now consumers are being told that you, know, if you, you should look for green olive oil, which isn't the case at all because you know, when we first squeeze our olive oil, what comes out looks like, no exaggeration, fluorescent split pea soup yeah it's weird because <laughs> it, it hasn't like been filtered and it exactly. hasn't been filtered but it's it's freshly squeezed juice yeah and what happens of course and this is after you run your stone grinders over that i showed earlier in the show right exactly yeah. exactly and, and so so what happens is like like any juice it oxidizes and as it oxidizes it becomes golden it shouldn't remain green if it remains green there's a dye in there well, let's be real. The two little bottles I showed in the video earlier, I mean, hold on a second. I'll stop sharing the, uh, extra, again, for our listeners, guys, go extra virginity.com. I mean, yeah. it's a powerful book. The website's yeah. more powerful because even after you've done reading the book, he launched the site extra virginity, the author, because he wanted people to be able to continue following his initiative to try and clean up the market yeah. and get truth. But real quick, I mean, I don't really know if you guys can see the colors, but here we go. I'll go up in front of the camera. Here's your, obviously your garlic and your uh, lemon oils, but mm -hmm. they're not necessarily green, green. Like, heck, the, yeah. the garlic oil has a really good golden color to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Because so. all, all it is is oxidation. And the longer it stays in the bottle, and, you know, and you know, the longer you keep it in a dark place, the longer it'll remain green. Oh, yeah, everything stays in a dark cabinet. I learned that from exactly. you guys, too. Right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and neither too hot nor too cold. But if anybody ever, speaking of the harvest, if anybody ever has a chance to visit Puya or us if we're during the harvest season to taste that fresh oil coming out. I mean, you think the oil is good when you guys get it. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. We have little cups that, you know, little, uh, it's like a little teacups. Yeah. We like put it under there and take a little shots and this, the whole air all around us just smells like freshly pressed olives. It's just, it's amazing. So, yeah, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is my fiance can't stand olives, oh, but she has no good. problem with me cooking with olives. And I know I have to be careful with that because I also learned through a biologist I had on the show that um, 
people say, oh, it's okay to cook with olive oil. You got to be careful with that. He said it actually at the high heat, it's nothing like a vegetable oil. But correct, you know, definitely you do not cook with vegetable oils, guys, canolas and all that crap. Uh, so olive oil is definitely safer to use, but he still, he still said, listen, at the highest level, you still are still not as good as a, like an animal fat based, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, cooking solution like butter and, or uh, what's, what's the name for animal fats? Like beef fat. Lard. Lard. Or whatever, right? They have a higher uh, heat temp. So he still right. says, listen, he's like, I, I prefer you not cook with olive oil and just pour it on when you're done cooking, like for flavor and stuff like that. Right. Or, you know, and, don't, and you don't pour, use it for a nonstick surface on a pan, he said. And if you pour it on, you should pour, pour it on while the food is still hot because the food will absorb it more. Exactly, exactly. So I'm sorry, I just had to jump in with that. No, no. no but, but, you know, there's another anecdote here about one of these sommelier, oil sommelier schools where uh, the teacher... Uh, puts ten different shot glasses in front of the in front of the students and pours ten different extra virgin olive oils, one in each shot. Recently, glass. or it, it happens think, in, in this course. I think he actually it might be in the book that story. I mean, you might remember it more, but I remember hearing this somewhere else. Um, and uh, what what the teacher then tells the students is, okay, I want you to taste each one. You know, clear your palate between each shot. Blah blah. Taste each one. Then write down which one you like most. Which one has you know, what what the flavor properties are, what the what the aromas are. I want to, I want you to break down each shot glass of of extra virgin olive oil that you taste. Hmm. Tell me why you like one more than the other, and they do that. So after they've done all that, he breaks the news to them. Guess what? There isn't a single olive in any one of those shot glasses that I just gave you. Wow! All made from chemicals. That's interesting. And That's actually, why it's very hard to to differentiate especially for a common consumer it's just it's it's, it's impossible palette wise to tell what's uh, what's extra virgin and what's not extra virgin. So, so, so oh yeah I'll, I'll track everything down for you guys <laughs> that's why i'm glad we're doing screen share it's a shame you guys don't have a camera but we're just we're educating people on youtube right now so the truth in oliveoil.com is also controlled by the author you know extra virginity so i googled teachers tasting so right. there's the photo, there's the teacher with all these different glasses and he's teaching right. students about, you know, tasting olive oil and everything. So learning the good taste and bad, right? Right, so. right, yeah. right. Yeah. But, you know, getting back to, to the original question of, you know, how can I tell which olive oil is, is good, real, authentic, whatever. Mm -hmm. The only way, what we tell people is know your producer. Okay. And right. trust your producer. You have to almost know them personally. Yeah. That's a good point because like right in this one photo I'm sharing, you're not always going to have somebody standing in front of you, literally hand grinding up the olives and then pressing right. the juice out in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, not juice, but oils. I guess it would be a juice, wouldn't it? It is a juice. It's yeah. a fruit, right? Yeah. Juice, exactly. fruit, oil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I'm just, I'm, I'm again, to our listeners, guys, you guys might not be this geeked out by it, but again, this is, I consider, I actually, I think I said on a couple of my social media posts, like the nectar of the gods from Villa Capelli, like, you guys know this stuff and people do need to understand that there's a difference. I have people who have commented on my posts online and are like, oh, well, uh, yeah, you think the Italian olive oil is good, but you got to go to Greece. I'm like, I'm not saying Greece doesn't make good olive oil either. As long as it's yeah. pure, coming exactly. from the villa, coming from the farm, I could care yeah. less. And, 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 and yeah, what, what your listeners or what anyone should know, you know, when we harvest our olives and bring it to the mill, you know, we bring them, we bring the olives to the mill the same day. They don't stay at the mill for more than 48 hours, right. usually a lot less. And when it comes time for our olives to go into the mill, into the press, 
we, just like everyone else in this town, all the farmers, right, who make their own olive oil, we, we sit there all night long to watch our olives go into that press, that mill, and come out the other end as extra virgin olive oil. We do not leave. We do not trust anyone to, you know, uh, collect our olive oil after the pressing and then go and pick it up later. We don't trust anyone. We keep an eye on it from, from the time it goes into the case, into the mill, gets ground, goes into the separator and comes out the other end as this phosphorescent uh, split pea soup that we then take home. Is this what I'm looking at right now? Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah, Steve sent me this file. Even that one is even that one isn't as green as it really is. No, but I mean, like, is this is this a picture of of this? Is this tank at your villa? No, no, no. no, That that, that's the mill that we go to. That's That's the mill. Okay. Yes, that's Antonio Malerba. Yeah, we were showing the grinders earlier. You can see all the olives like on the wheels here. I mean, now this is this also at the mill then, right? Okay, so let let me rewind this file real quick because I've been using this throughout the video anyway. But obviously, we show people doing the. This is obviously how you are you you shaking the olives down or? Yeah, basically, yes. Yeah, it's it's a hook on the end of that pole, motorized, right? Yep. Uh, There's a hook on it that hooks onto a branch, and you know, with uh, nets on the bottom, and each of the you know the branches get shaken and the olives fall. The ones that don't fall. You'll see Steven there in the background. I think that was you, right, Steven? Yeah, and that's you. And that's me making believe I'm hitting olives off the tree. <laughs> the, the last well, before olives. before we had a, you know modern engineering to be uh, motorized yeah. uh, tool like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's Cooper. And you know, in the old days, the guys used to, you know, before they had those motorized tools, and mm-hmm. they would have to shake the trees and beat the olives off the trees themselves. When they would climb the trees, they would do it barefoot or in stocking feet. Oh yeah. Because most shoes had really hard uh, soles on them and heels mm-hmm. that that would that, that could scratch the bark on the trees, so they didn't want to ruin the trees. So they would go out there in November when it's pretty cold out, even here, in the, you know, because you go out early in the morning and go up there with their stocking feet to pick the olives. Well, it's funny because you're mentioning that because I also uh, actually he's been on Villas uh, or he's been on Vinny's show as well. Uh, but this gentleman uh, we've had on both of our shows, he actually has the Pilly Nut. Uh, company eatpillynuts.com and very similar right this is a tree nut from the philippines and oh. kind of the similar thing here like they but they're, they're going down they're actually using the nut the seed from the middle of it uh yeah, but right. the same thing you're talking about he just he finally started le- uh, releasing um a new youtube channel uh-huh. but just like you're talking about like these tall trees on oh, this guy right here there you can see this guy like up in the tree but when they do the nice video because this is not a good representation that i'm showing you guys but you could barely see this guy hanging up there, but he's barefoot. So these guys, just yeah, like you yeah. said, I mean, this yeah. is a way taller tree, but <laughs> uh, well, they're, well, they're doing it. Yeah, you know, down south in Puglia, the, the, where the trees are much, much bigger. Some of the trees down there are, two, are literally 2,000 years old. Uh, wow. But the, the oil isn't as good. It's a different type of olive. They also let their, their trees grow taller. Here, where we are, we keep our trees as low as possible, only for uh, harvest reasons. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes it easier to pick the olives from this, Stephen. There we go, Steve. Yeah, putting in putting in the workout right there, right? Yeah. How much is that? How much does that weigh when you fill those baskets? It's it's heavy. I have no idea. uh, No, that's uh, I think it's fifty kilos. It's fifty. Hundred pounds. Yeah, hundred hundred twenty pounds. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Workout. (laughs) 
No, this is a good shot. Like, so you guys, uh, do you guys use this, these, uh, these, uh, these picks in like educational type of, uh, processes yeah, or yeah, we try yeah. to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Those are two of my kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The kids, okay. family business. Now is this, the, is this the daughter or no? Uh, no, that's the other daughter. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Casey and he's Logan. Okay. And then, so, yeah, man, so, that's yeah. a lot of, that's a lot of net. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it's, well, they're giant nets under the tree, basically, guys. And you hit the olives, it falls in the net. Then after, then you have to drag that net to the next tree. You hit some more olives, you gather, and then you keep it. You'll finally, the net's so heavy, you can't drag it anymore. So then you gather it up in a big pile, pour it in this bucket, and then take that bucket to your trailer. And, right. and, and then you and, get to the more advanced facility, like the the, the last couple the shots here where... Yeah, that's yeah. the mill. That's Antonio who owns the mill, the young guy. The older guy, I took a picture of him because he looks exactly like Super Mario. <laughs> ah, I like that. <laughs> so do you guys call him Super Mario then? No, I don't even oh, know okay. the guy. No, and I mean, so uh, now does this facility support other olive oil companies like yourself? Uh, there really aren't any other olive oil companies around here. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, it's where the farmers take their olives. But there's like there's probably six of these mills in town. Oh, Wow. That's and the good thing is they're, they're, they're a whole, they're a family run mill. That's, you know, the guys you see in the picture, the brothers, uh, their father's probably been doing it for yeah. a long time. So it's like this, it's nice to kind of team Well, they, they also started out as yeah. olive farmers and then decided to build their own mill. Well, yeah. in Italy, I've been to a number of, I mean, when I used to drink beer, uh, brewery tours over the years when I lived in Colorado. Uh, I've been to a lot of wineries now, thanks to meeting my fiance, Kristen. And mm-hmm. the photos of this facility are just like the really high-end, nice wineries we visited in Napa, yeah. man. Everything yeah. is stainless steel. It's very clean, yeah. concrete. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the, the other question that people uh, often ask us, so, you know, how much oil do you get from an olive or how much oil do you get from a tree? So there's really no way to gauge that, right? Because right, it depends it, on it, how good that tree is, what time of year, right? Exactly, okay. exactly. So uh, what everything is based on is yield. That's how you measure success. So uh, in northern Italy, a good yield is like 10%. You know, okay. Meaning 10% of the weight of the olives is turned into weight of oil, right? Makes sense. So, uh, but down here... Uh, a good year is like 19. If you do 10% here, you shoot yourself on the head. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And dare I ask why, I mean, specifically why you're shooting yourself in the head? Is it just... Well, because because, it's, because it's it's uh, wait, because it's money that goes down the drain. Because yeah. uh, also the mill charges you per weight of olives that you bring in. Okay. So if you're not getting much oil on based on the weight of olives, you're spending a lot of money to mill water because you know what gets separated out is the water yeah you so know, your, your cost and your overheads are going up and the and the yield of the product i mean all exactly. the, we're talking business speak but this is important i mean you yeah, guys yeah. you guys are olive oil entrepreneurs so yeah. i mean that's all why your olive oil costs money too right. yeah <laughs> we're, we're oil men yeah but only uh, healthy oil men exactly. <laughs> well i mean and honestly like uh, and I've showed up a show. I'm showing it again. I've showed it earlier. Just amazing, beautiful shots at a villa. I definitely can't wait to come out there and check the place out physically in person and just chill out and relax. Um, but it's, would you say the olive oil business is what helped you guys restore and remodel that villa? Is it really all about that? Or initially, initially no. Okay. But now, but now it's really, it really does help us, you know, because it takes a long time, right? We've been, uh, making and selling olive oil for like 10 years now, right? Yeah. Uh, 
12, I think. Yeah. 12? 12, yeah. yeah. So, you know, in the beginning, just like any business, you know, we weren't making any profit. We were just pump, pumping money into the olive oil business. Sure. Uh, we we're pumping money into the rebuilding of this house. It's taken us 13 years to redo this house. No, you uh, guys can definitely tell, though, you painstakingly love your villa, your, your home. Yes, I we mean, do. We do. And the fact you guys open it up to the general public is kind of funny to me too. <laughs> well, but I but mean, yeah, you almost have to because you know we have uh, we have eleven bedrooms that we rent out. So I mean, it's a huge place. Oh wow! Yeah, we we can sleep twenty two people besides ourselves and my mother who lives here. Wow. Yeah. So technically, you had our bedrooms. We have thirteen bedrooms. Yeah, actually. thirteen bedrooms, and I think uh, I don't know something like uh, eleven or. 12, no, maybe 14 bathrooms. How old is your mom? How old, how old is she? She's 162. <laughs> no, she's in the ass. Uh, no, but she's, she's 82. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's she just moved here from Florida and she hates it. Why? Because she's used to the yes. modern life of U.S. or? Yes. Now, although she comes from this town, but you know, she's used to the modern life of the U.S. She had a beautiful condo, a condo in God's waiting room, Florida in Ugh. Jupiter Beach, overlooking the ocean. Uh, she couldn't get out of the house, but she still thinks it was better there than being here. And she has become so American. You know, you bring home fruit. It's like, oh, look how nice this peach, these peaches are, Mom. Oh, but the ones I used to get at Costco were so much bigger. Everything was friggin' bigger in America. It's like- How long, is she, how long did she spend in this country? In which country? In, in the US? US, the US. Uh, like 55 years. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. had plenty of time to get reprogrammed. So yeah, but, yeah. I, but I spent 50 years in the U.S. as well. I was born in Italy, went to, went to America when I was seven, then came back here after 50 years. And uh, I'm not like her. I, I, I like all, all the, you know, she's also huge. Right. So yeah. everything looks smaller to her because she's enormous. So yeah. It's like, of course, it looks smaller. Well, and <laughs> like, how long has she been uh, living at the villa now? Two years. Okay, so she's got uh, she over the next hopefully two to three more years. Like at that five year mark. She keeps listening and absorb, reabsorbing the culture, and her health will actually improve. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I do, and I think it has yeah. since she's been here. Definitely. Oh she, God, she's yeah. lost weight, and she's. I mean, she looks better. I well, and it. again, I talk to people all the time. Your weight is not. I, I can't stand the scale, but initially, if people are obese, the scale is important. But the sooner yeah. you get off of the scale and you start tracking your life based on inches. And you start yeah. reducing the stress weight, which is inflammatory response to the body. Inflammation is what triggers disease. Inflammation is really where excessive weight gain and all that water retention and other bad toxins are being stored. I could geek out on that forever. But the beauty yeah, but, of it is, like, but, guys, like she, she should be living with you. You're in a beautiful countryside. Obese. You know, She is obese, though. She's obese. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I just aired today. Uh, a guy who was on uh, on Villa on Vinny's show, and he's uh, a huge NSNG advocate. His his brand's called MySugarFreeJourney.com, and he's mm. lost two hundred pounds. Wow! He is half the man he used to be. He was yeah, over yeah. four hundred pounds. Oh, wow! So his name is uh, it's pronounced Aaron, but it's A A R N. It's Aaron Farmer. Uh, right. just uh, a great guy. Lives out in Texas. Yeah. He talks about how little you know. He's like he called it an obesity epidemic in the southern portion of the u.s it is tied yeah. to the poverty epidemic he said there's definitely a direct correlation he struggled financially yeah. he knows what it's like yeah and and my mom still still thinks that, you know we're, we're trying to convince oh. her but you know she really yeah. believed when she was in florida especially that by eating fruit you know it was good for her and it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't put weight on i'm like mom how much fruit she, are you eating 
exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, oh, eating a peach is one thing. Eating a case of peaches in one day is not the same yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, let's look at it this way, guys. You just learned today about, to listeners, guys, uh, you have two sources of fat, energy, rich food, meaning avocados and olives. Mm-hmm. Then you mm-hmm. got everything else, right? So you need to balance. It's all about balance. Yeah. Everything is balanced. Yeah. It's proper yeah. sleep, proper recovery, yeah. proper sunlight, proper diet. And yes. But yeah, to your point, people are like, oh, man, I love a fruit smoothie, this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, guys, like, I took a whole year off from fruit except for red wine. And I'm still yeah. standing here. Yeah. Hmm. And, and, you know, the, the, the other thing that really hurts people my mother's age, especially ones who live in Europe, uh, not so much the U.S., because the U.S., you know, don't take this the wrong way, didn't suffer, you know, physically on the mainland U.S. during the war. Right. Sure. I mean, the attacks. And war. Yeah. But we were, we were basically a very large, safe island. I mean, exactly. We were a continent. But yeah. Right. We had two but oceans people- protecting us. Right, but people here were literally starving. People here literally had no food. So the concept of bread is something so sacred to them. I mean, they will not throw away a piece of bread. It's like like spitting in the eye of God if you throw away a piece of bread. Because when, when they were growing up during the war, if they even had bread, it was like the biggest blessing that they could get. Mm -hmm. So so they remember the days of when, you know, when their mother or father would bring home a piece of bread and they would all jump on it. So, but they overdo it. You know, they have this love affair with bread. It's like lay off the well, bread. Well, and also your bread or your grains are different there than here. Um, oh, yeah, no, yes. different. Like I'm not going to get on the whole gluten kick because that's, again, that's another whole podcast show. Yeah. But again, I, I mean, I'm, I can't. This is, again, to our listeners, guys, these are our opinions from our own lifestyle research, but I've talked to other biologists and people who are way smarter than us, and they talk about how, is it really a gluten protein issue in the grain, or or is it the residual chemicals that were sprayed on those plants before yeah. they were processed and then overly processed in our excessive manufacturing and, here of food in the U.S., right? And, and, and we have another theory here in Italy. Because, you know, we, we also sell pasta on our website. Sure, yeah. Which is organic, the grain grown here. Uh, coincidentally, the grain, which was almost extinct, is called Senator Capelli, just like my last name. Wow, uh, cool. And it's been brought back now because they stopped using it for a while because it grows very tall. So, you know, you don't want tall grain because rain and wind. wind makes it yeah, hard. that's everything. Uh-huh. That's that's where they bring here in the U.S. Everything is, gets genetically right. modified. Exactly. Because they exactly. think they're improving the plant. But the other theory here in Italy that some people espouse, which I, I give some credence to, even though I'm not a scientist by any stretch of the imagination, is that a, a lot of the uh, wheat or flour that we the wheat that, that we consume in the U.S. and the, most parts of the world now comes from Canada and Russia. Hmm. So the difference between Canadian and Russian wheat and Italian wheat is the sun. So by this by uh, drying the wheat properly, you don't get this type of light fungus that can grow on the wheat. True. So people here think it's that fungus that is causing the problems of wheat that is not dried properly. Right. Very, very educational. Maybe too much so. <laughs> well, you know what? To our listeners, I mean, that's the beauty of digital audio content is you can pause, play, pause, play. There's yeah. been a, 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 a large circumference, large circle of influence here from history, uh, education, and like 
the, the one thing that I love bringing forth in podcasting is that we are nobody special. We're regular everyday people that just happen to have picked different niches to really geek out on and dig into. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, exactly. And you guys, I, I truly feel are, are leaders in the health space when it comes to olive oil. So well, thank you. Thank you. Besides the fact that you guys really know how to restore a freaking villa. Like I'm showing a, <laughs> a photo of like clearly probably a wedding ceremony with the pool in the yes. backdrop. I'm like, what? Yeah. 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 I mean, this is just, and you're like, oh my God, right here, this right here, this is where I want to hang out at night right there. Yes. And, and if you're interested, you know, uh, folks at home, go check out the video of before and after. Yeah, that, before that'll, and after that'll blow you oh, When you release that on your Facebook page, again, yeah. guys, Villa Capelli, there's two P's, two L's. Yeah. Um, that's, again, you can go to the website and all the stuff is linked yeah, to social on the, media. It's on the website too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, again, we do ridiculously awesome show notes. So to the listeners, guys, you'll be able to go to lilyfield.com for their episode. Everything will be hyperlinked, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. So you can follow them because it's just simply gorgeous. And you're, yeah, that video I'm definitely linking in here because when you released that, I forget how many months ago that was, yeah. I was like, I was sharing the crap out of that. That was just yeah. amazing. So well, uh, the last time, last time I checked, I think we were over like 85,000 shares. Well, hopefully with this show and we get some sharing to our listeners, guys, share this. Yeah. I mean, maybe we can get that over a hundred thousand. So, because it's gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. You guys don't mess around. So speaking about not messing around, yeah. what is this little email I got today? Yeah. 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 So uh, why don't we talk about this? What, so our listeners, guys, I'm sharing something. The subject from the email was you could win over $600 in prizes. So, mm-hmm. and there's a bullet pointed list here of all kinds of cool stuff. I see Anna Vocino made the list. She autographed some uh, cookbooks and stuff. So yes. what's going on up. here? So we teamed up with Anna actually to do this. We were doing a eat happy sweepstakes. Uh, where we're giving away tons of stuff. It's our way to give back to everybody. And um, at the same time, help spread the word a little bit. But, um, and by the way, there's actually a slight mistake in that, that after I'd sent out the email and done all my social media that has all this information, it's actually over $700 because- Well, now you have an excuse to send another email in the next couple of days. Actually, because Vinny, at the very bottom, you'll see Vinny added a bullet point the last minute. And I totally forgot that that pushed it over $700. Oh, wow. Uh, All right. Now to our listeners, guys, if you haven't listened to Vinny's episodes, the fact Mm -hmm. that Steve has that last bullet point on her, again, I love Anna. She is awesome. Her cookbook's awesome. But, dude, you have a fitness trainer to the stars who gets over a million downloads a month on his podcast, who goes on to other people's shows, including my own, and has a crazy following. This guy's giving away a, a consultation that's worth, I would say, more than $100. But I don't he, understand how he does just $100. I mean, that tells you the kind of guy that Vinny is. He's, he's a down-to-earth guy. Good old Italian there, man, right? It does, yeah. Yes, but yes. that does half-hour consultations for $100. I mean, yeah. it's... It's crazy. And the gentleman, uh, Aaron, mentioned earlier, he's he's used Vinny for that exact reason. I mean, that's... Yeah. He, he's the guy... <laughs> Vinny's the guy who literally trademarked NSNG, you know, no sugar, no grains. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah. Right. He's not messing I, around. I, I lost 35 pounds doing NSNG, just a side note. There you go. Uh, wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was I moving here. It was like stress, eating lots of bread, eating lots of pasta, and I stepped on the scale one day, and I was like, whoa, whoa what, 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 how much do I weigh? Yeah. And I mean, I'm tall. I'm 6'3", so it didn't show as much, you know? Oh, you're like, like me. I'm 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, I think I'm... Yeah. No, I forget what less than. But then um, I decided to do this NSNG thing, and I'm like, oh, this works. <laughs> it's, it's work. Well, anyway. Um, what, you're, what you were simply doing, and Vinny's said it many, many times, uh, you're, you're realigning things. You're guiding things back to balance. Your hormones then had time to rebalance, recalibrate, 
and it did take me a while for that to happen actually it yeah. took me a good like a good five six months because the first couple you know i was i wasn't expecting it to be really fast but i thought maybe it'll be quick and i actually called up or sent an email to Vinny and Anna. I was like, okay, this isn't working. Like after like two months hmm. and they were like, no, just give it time, give it time. And then suddenly it just kicked in, you know? Yeah. So but, with this sweepstakes then, and I'll make sure I air this, is this officially kicked off then? It's ready to rock yeah, as of today? Yes, 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 as of today. All right, well, then I, I, gotta, I gotta bump somebody out. I gotta get this thing. Cause I release shows every Monday and Friday. So I'm gonna bump this in and get this, uh, try and get my editor. My editor I use is in Bosnia. Um, um <laughs> uh, but he's very he loves the american dollar he's he's very cost effective so i, I highly good. recommend I, he doesn't speak a word of english we've never talked we just email wow. each other so That's um funny. i found him on fiverr of all places by the way oh, wow. so uh great guy gets the stuff done but i mean i mean he's we have, we have a few hours difference but i'm gonna see if he can bump this into the lineup and get the editing done uh cool. so i can get you guys out on monday then so yes cool so See, advantage of hosting your own show. You know, yeah, I make. If you I want make to share your own link, or do you want me to give you a, a pretty link that can get you right to this? Or uh, you, you know, I have been doing that more. Uh, usually, if there's a, as you guys know, the discount code we use is Fuel uh, for the website. But uh, usually, if people are creating custom links, like for example, maybe you guys want to do like slash live the fuel or it's uh, whatever, uh, you could do that, and then I can share that in the uh, in the blog posts and all my because you know me, man, I'm gonna blast you guys all over social media. So well, I mean the easy this one it's it's already set up it's livingvillacapelli.com oh slash eat happy oh all right that'll take and that'll take you right to the uh the contest you're probably if you've already entered i don't know have you already entered admittedly no i've been traveling all day and i came back for oh, this uh, and i had the cairo session uh, so i haven't no, had a chance to even not, click on that okay no that's fine so if uh, you do that then eat happy one word and that'll take you right to the sign-up page, basically. There you go, listeners. I'm literally entering as you guys are listening to this. And also, to show, to show uh, also transparency, guys, this is being recorded live on Friday, September 1st. I will submit this to my editor, and if all goes well, I will have this up when you guys will literally hear this. Hopefully, this, today will be Monday for you guys, <laughs> which will be Labor Day here. Oh, no, it's Memorial Day. Memorial Day, Labor Day, whatever holiday it is here in the U.S. <laughs> Uh, but I love the little promotional page. Very nice. And yeah, you got to update this because that's 700. I know. I need to. Okay. I, he just added it at the last minute and I sent me a note and I just threw it in there and I forgot I forgot that it actually bumped it up. So. And I don't care if people see my email, whatever. Doesn't matter to me. Enter. I love that spread. So they already sent you all. I mean, look at that. That's awesome. Yeah. And so now what, what he just did, guys, is he entered. That gives him one entry into the contest. But... Of course, we'd like you guys to help us spread the word. So the every every other person you get to sign up for this contest, uh, you get 10 extra entries into the sweepstakes. So a quick little social media lesson because I love to share. You notice how you're, you're exceeding the character oh, yep. limit in Twitter? Yep. So when you do go back to edit the dollar value, you got to shorten this up, right? Because usually the hyperlinks don't take up a lot of space, but obviously mm -hmm. you want to make sure Anna's getting tagged. And you can't get rid of the V at piece, but if you can shorten the first, I didn't realize it was over. Yeah, no, that's good. Two Thank sentences you. that'll help, right? So yeah, no, I didn't know it was over. That's cool. Well, you know, that's why we're doing it right now. So I'll do Italian E V O O. That's easy. I will do this. Win over. And I'm gonna edit this for my own tweet. <laughs> yeah, yes. And uh, oh yeah, we could do what? Is it E? E V O O instead of extra virgin olive oil. Most people know that, I think. Yeah. I'm going to hashtag that bad boy. There we go. Yeah. 
So, and let me hashtag that one too. I do this all the time anyway. When I, I'm always tweeting people's podcasts and stuff. So, and, uh, wait, no, no, damn it. There we go. So you guys get to see what, what it's like, what I, how I play around in the social media space. So yes. sometimes you got a little tweaking. So yes, yes. boom, you've been tweeted. Ouch. I felt that. <laughs> I love it. No, this is awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked that we've been able to geek out as much as we've done today. This is, uh, yeah. this has been a blast. I've been trying to catch with you guys for so long. So, yeah. um, well, thank you. We really, really appreciate it. Yes. Well, I, uh, it's like everything. The reason why I launched this platform was it really came like Vinny was one of my influencers. I said, listen, you know what? I'm a marketing guy. I can do this better than a lot of other people. So I need to start my own platform. It's free. Again, guys, that's the power of podcasting, guys. Like Villa Capelli has a show. Vinny Tortorich has a show. I have a show. We're trying to just give as much free, valuable, high-quality content as possible. But in my mm-hmm. case, when I bring on people like you guys, like I did today, I want to try and honor you as much as possible, get your brand out there more, get a lot of exposure, and then who knows where it can go. You never know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, and we appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. So I hinted at it earlier before we fire up the show today. I, I think we should probably give our listeners uh, the day back to themselves and also your evening back to you, gentlemen, because you're six hours ahead of me. So mm-hmm. what is everything that we talked about today, everything we've gone over, the creation of Villa Capelli, the restoration of your villa, um, your powerful relationship as, as to, I think, you know, health health-defining gentlemen, the family you have, I mean, everything else is going on. Like, what is it? Is there a bigger mission behind all this? Is there a bigger message you're trying to get out there to the world behind Villa Capelli and everything you guys are doing and providing a venue like you guys do now for destinations, which I will be visiting? Uh, I don't know. What, what would you guys like to leave our listeners with as like the final word today? Uh, and you guys can each go, by the way, separately. So, yeah, um, Well, I, I, I think mine might be um that you know what what a, lot, what a lot of people say to me is uh you know when i when i tell them what we're doing and you know the olive oil the uh, great products the villa the lifestyle a lot of people say why well, you're really living the dream aren't you hmm. and my answer usually is well i'm really living your dream so interesting yeah for me it's it's like you know anybody can do this you know you you can enhance your lifestyle. You don't have to really change your lifestyle. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big user of the word change as much as I am a user of the word making things better, you know, better okay. is a better thing change. So, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it is a dream for a lot of people. Uh, but I think anyone can <clears throat> enhance their lifestyle, simplify it, uh, and and actually to live better both mentally and physically and if you can't do it yourself for whatever reason because you maybe you're not old enough yet maybe you haven't made enough money yet whatever whatever the reason is we don't mind you living that dream through us vicariously yes i'll piggyback onto that i this touches a little bit in the uh the before and after video we're talking about and just our rest the, the way we've um redone the villa and brought it back to life. Uh, Paul had a great quote um, that he always uses, which is um, when he first saw the villa, he wanted to restore its soul, but in the process, it restored his. And I think that's also 
kind of what we do here with, you know, with renters and with people coming here and staying with us, but also with our products, giving you a little taste of Italy. And, and even with our podcast, we, like Paul said, people living vicariously through us and learning to just take a step back and relax and enjoy life and enjoy your food, enjoy really good food. I mean, that's what Italians do so well. And we kind of like love spreading that message. And, and let's not leave uh, one important thing. <clears throat> being successful at it. It doesn't hurt to be able to live this lifestyle and share this life lifestyle with other people and still do it as a business. Very good clarifier, right? Let's be real. This it's, is, yeah, you, you guys exactly. are truly embodying that balance that I bring on this show of health, business, and yes. lifestyle. Yeah. I couldn't I mean, have asked for a better way to bring the show to an end. Like you guys are <laughs> truly doing all three. <laughs> And the, in the end, like uh, Steve had said, they've taken a step back and uh, your own words here to close the show out. I want to remind the listeners that something that very transparent that you guys shared as a joke, but you were serious about, like even your own mother, Paul, mm -hmm. is struggling with that transition, you know, yeah. and that provides, you can't beat the truth and the realism behind that. We all have our own struggles to our listeners, guys. It is mm -hmm. okay. Paul, Steve, myself, none of us. There's no such thing as the word perfect. I can't stand the word perfect anymore. I used to use it all the time. I'm still trying to break it out of my vocabulary. But taking a step back and relaxing, unplugging, yes. and realizing where you're at in life and trying to figure out where you're going to go next, part of you figuring out where you're going to go next is taking that step back and relaxing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe you guys should do it at the villa. <laughs> exactly. We're actually thinking of doing un unplugged weeks. We have to, where you have to come in and leave your cell phone and your iPad and all the other stuff at the door. I think it's a great idea. I know, uh, again, to our listeners about health and fitness balance, I know uh, Steve mentioned in some messaging the other night, you guys are starting to do maybe some stuff with like maybe some fitness and some yoga stuff. So I'm loving that. Um, yep. It shows you guys are, are always willing to try something new and, and break yep. the mold. And that's yep. a true definition of a very successful entrepreneurial group is that people are willing to break the mold and try something new and prevent stagnation. So, right. Well, listen, gentlemen, I want you guys to hang on tight so I can give you a proper goodbye to our listeners, this is a longer episode because I've been wanting to hang out with these guys for a while. And literally, you guys got to hang out with us. And they're in Italy. We're here in the U.S. You guys could be in any of a number of countries because we do have international listeners. So I want to thank you guys for your loyalty. These gentlemen, Steve and Paul, have just helped embody what we do here. We're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. So go check out villacapelli.com. Use my discount code FUEL to get 10% off. Use Vinny's discount code, I don't care, ending in IE to get 10% off. And make sure you go to the website and use the link to get into the sweepstakes and l win a lot of cool free swag, all right? So this is what we're all about, guys. Keep living a fire up epic life. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to this show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us yet the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch, 
Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I've built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com, and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there, and you got a cool big V, Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club Company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's, I believe, pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour. Oh, more importantly, just go to Fiverr like I did. But if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering, this is your guy. So again, guys, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks again for listening to Live the Fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at livethefuel.com. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.